0: Okay, There we go. Whoa, feedback. This, this is, is Ugly Phil. What are you waiting for? The room. Do it! Triple M.
1: A couple of rock and roll legends in the Rubber Room tonight. Glenn Matlock from the Sex Pistols. Oh, And Dave Mustaine from Megadeth. They remade rock with rapid-fire intensity. Also, we better get the update on this planetary phenomenon. Yeah, the last time was about 2005. And Gazzo with details about the new Black Sabbath EP and upcoming tour. What you gonna do? And the town in Wales where it hasn't stopped raining for three months. It's one record, baby. I suppose we didn't want to break. How about this weather? But if you think it's bad here... Spare a thought for this small town in Wales where it's been raining non-stop since October 26 last year. John's on the phone. I don't want to even try and pronounce the name of this town that you live in.
2: Well, it's a real conquest. uh, Eglisuru is how you pronounce it. And we're at the far-flung end of West Wales on the uh, UK map.
1: So you've had biblical non-stop rain since October 26. How many days is that?
2: Well, it rained partly every day within a 24-hour period, taking us all by surprise because it was a bit of a doom and gloom scenario initially.
1: So the record in Scotland was 89 days, is that right? It's one record, really. I suppose we didn't
2: want to break so much suffering with all this rain. I suppose uh, there was the praying in the churches and the chapels of uh, a regular sort of change
1: so the sheep have been depressed
2: the sheep and the sheep owners have been equally depressed I think bringing us all down we were all pretty down the mouth the sheep all the animals and everything else but most of them are in now anyway because we had to make a decision on it
1: so you had to bring the cattle indoors well, the
2: cattle come in anyway in case they became very angry so on that basis they were all in and the sheep have come in earlier so we're just praying now we will have a bit more spring and that will come earlier sooner rather than later.
1: What gets angrier because it's wet? A sheep or a cow? The sheep didn't like it because it
2: didn't do their feet any good and yeah. uh, it certainly didn't do their fleeces any good. Because if no. you think about it, that fleece didn't dry out since uh, for 84 days, wow. you know, and any fibre that's damp for that period of time if they leave their
1: toll on them Bless them Well we've even put your name on the map Even if we can't say it so We do question
2: whether they know where we are For the right reason. <laughs> yeah exactly uh, but, yeah Eglisuru It's an old Celtic name And it is a real tongue twister There's only one of them in the world
1: Nice to touch you So I was watching late night TV last night And they had an ad on for Cougar Life Which if you haven't ever seen it Some kind of goofy guy Sees a woman in a cafeteria And he goes Didn't I know you from school? And she goes I was your professor And he goes, Miss Anderson? And then later on, she makes him a chocolate milk and says, you can call me Jackie. So anyway, I was watching it, and I got on the website to, you know, I basically get the zeitgeist, and that was it. To find out, because when they show the ad, they show that Miss Anderson's age is 35. In fact, it may even be 34, and I thought, 34 has to be too young to be considered to be a cougar, surely. So I got on the website, as I said, you know, I used a fake name. I used the name Jamie Angel. No one's ever going to believe that. And I looked through some of the photos and some of the profiles and the average age of the cougar, it seems to be, and I'm astonished by this, is about 35. And I tell you, hang on a cotton-picking minute, 35 is way too young to be considered a cougar. Or am I wrong? So I thought, let's open up the phones on this one, triple-three-five-three, and perhaps set a rubber-room precedent on what the average age for a cougar should be. In our eyes, because let's face it, We're red hot-blooded men and we know our cougars from our panthers, right? Loads of people calling through. Neil? I'm 29. Right. Anything below 40 is not considered a cougar. Absolutely right. You can't be 35 and pass yourself off as a cougar. Not a chance, mate. You have to be at least 40 to 45. What's the uh, oldest woman you've ever made love to? He did 40
0: when I
1: was 26. I think that's a yellow belt in karate. That's a cougar for me when I was at that age. I bet. Abby, it's going to be good to get a girl's perspective on this. Well,
3: I've got my friend and she's 22 and she's a cougar. No, she's
1: not. She is. She's not even a cub.
3: I know, but like she likes younger boys, so... You can't
1: be her friend anymore. <laughs> Hey, Rye! Um, There's no actual
0: age bracket for a cougar. All the definition is it's just an older woman wanting to have a sexual relationship with a younger
4: man.
1: Thanks for making it dirty. Now I'm going to have to have another shower today.
4: (laughs) How are you, Dan? In between 40 and 45.
1: Okay, how old are you now?
4: Uh, Believe it or not, I'm 41.
1: What's the biggest age difference between you and a partner?
2: Wow. If I was young, me and my partner. My partner's 36.
1: Well, thank you for keeping it decent.
2: I reckon Cougars are going to have at least a solid double D.
1: Put that down as part of the uh, prerequisites. Anthony, where do you stand on
4: all this? Yeah, I agree with you totally. 40 plus.
1: I'm saying that you can't be a Cougar unless you're over 40. Kelly? the guy is. See, I think you've got that wrong.
3: Why is that?
1: Because you've got to be in your 40s, regardless of what age he is, in order to be a cougar. Yes, I
3: agree with that, definitely. But put it this way, what happens if you're 40 and that guy is 30? To me, that's
1: not a cougar. Yeah, that's not bad. I'll take that. I'll take that as cougarism anyway. if you're 20 and the woman's 40, we'll then yes, that's a Cougar
4: relationship. Angus, what do you think? How are you going there, Phil? Uh, yeah, uh, it, Cougars is 35 to 45, Panthers are 45 to 55, and Scorpions are 55 to 65.
1: Remind me never to get bitten.
4: No, that's it, mate. Yeah, there's nothing beats your old guilt, mate.
1: I don't even know what he said there. I'm afraid to ask. Hey, Batchy,
4: what do you think? I feel our AHM
3: mate. When when you said before about um, like age-wise and everything like that, mate, I was um, like 25, and I reckon a 10-year thing.
1: So she was 35.
3: Yeah, but now I'm 45. And I reckon 55. Anything for Cougar is, like, about 10 years above you.
1: Well, remind me never to be your wingman if we go out. <laughs> Gazzo's here with the guests on Black Sabbath and a new EP on the way, as well as the tour, of course.
5: Well, of course, there's a last ever tour just around the corner. They are coming to Australia, so I reckon everybody should get a ticket to that. Probably the last time to catch Black Sabbath in this lineup as we know it. Of course. Look, there's the NDP that they've released. It's previously unheard tracks. It's outtakes as well from their 2013 album 13. And look, that's likely to be their final record, uh, given that they scrapped one that they were supposed to record late last year. So, yeah. Do you want
1: to hear a bit of Black Sabbath? Getting ready for their final tour Doing a bit of rehearsing
5: Please Well
4: we're just going to run through A few of the newer old ones We haven't played for a while Hand of Doom
0: What you gonna do Yeah, Paul. Yeah, you're talking about cougars. I've got a theory for you.
2: Go on. If you're a male and you're up to the age of 25, double the age for the woman. Right. If you're over about 35, seven years older, ends up being a cougar.
1: So you're asking me as a man to do some maths. No, no, no. You don't have to do some maths. You just have to go out and get your Thank you. (laughs) Dystopia is the new album from Megadeth. That's out tomorrow. They've got a tour coming up as well. And we've got the legend that is Dave Mustaine on the phone. Mr. Inappropriate,
4: please do the introductions. I thought this interview was about my mega breath, which is so bad. People look forward to my farts. But alas, no. It's Megadeth and Dave Mustaine from the band on the phone to the rubber room. It's a sonic assault on the senses. They remade rock with rapid-fire intensity. They were truly angry. Thank you for holding, Phil. You now have Dave Muston on the line. Please, go ahead.
1: Hi, Dave. How are you? Hey buddy, I'm good, how are you doing? Good, thanks for taking time to talk to us We're very excited about uh, the new album Which must be about the 15th studio album Would that be right? Good counting. Yep, good counting Looking at the cover of the album There's a place you can stand in Sydney And look up underneath the Harbour Bridge Back over the city And it's virtually identical to the cover of the album Several people have told me that it looks like the Sydney Bridge And, and um, did not suggest that to the artist In fact, when we saw the artwork uh, It was a surprise to us Because we had two artists we're going to do the artwork. And we said, okay, here's the deadline. First guy we'd used all the time came in uh, way in early. It was great artwork. We ended up using it as a t-shirt. Second guy missed the deadline. So we hire the first guy. And then after I get off the phone, I get this email and the guy goes, guess what? It may be too late. And I saw it and I was like, Oh, crap. Now, what do I got to do? Guess what? You're the manager. You get to call up and fire him. (laughs) From what I've heard of the album as well, it's a brilliant, uh, you know, re-energized sound for the band. And I like how you've um, embraced the technology that's available now that wasn't available 30 years ago, especially with the animated videos that you've done as well. The virtual reality idea and also the fact that you can put on the masking thing, the cardboardy thing, and actually be part of it. It's brilliant. I didn't know what it was called either. It's a visor. Some people call it a hood. Okay. The album's coming out, um, and we've got the tour happening as well, which will bring you through Australia. Maybe we can get a photo of you underneath the uh, Sydney Harbour Bridge as well. We can recreate the album cover when you get here. I would love that. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. You're welcome, probably
3: be good, man. Bye-bye.
1: So that's a brand-new album from Megadeth. It's out tomorrow. It's called Dystopia. And they're in town playing in Sydney October 18 at the Horden Pavilion and October 19 in Melbourne at Festival Hall as well not often we get to speak to a world champion somebody who's made something out of their life, but next week we'll speak to the world's greatest fighter. what does it take to be the world's greatest fighter? I don't know that's why we've got the guy on the show, I can't wait to find out apparently what he can do with birthday candles is something you can't believe, but to get you in the mood, to whet your appetite for world champions, Jodie's on the phone, and she has are you ready for this? the world's largest and loudest burp How'd this come about?
3: I've always had it. I just could burp as a small child. I didn't really think about doing anything with it until um, my 13 year old wanted me to um, go for the record. I've been having burping contests like my whole life. Guys will just bring guys to me that think that they can beat me because they heard about me or-
1: You burped their ass.
3: Yeah, I did.
1: (laughs) And how do you keep yourself in training? How many burpees do you do a day?
3: Oh, I don't train. I just do it. All I need is some water.
1: Water? Is that your substance of choice then?
3: Yeah, I can't do um, alcohol like beer or soda because it gets really foamy. And I guess
1: that messes with the viscosity of the uh, acoustics as well.
3: Yeah, so I just need something to like lubricate my throat.
1: I just thought of something, but I'm not going to say it.
3: Please don't. No. (laughs) (laughs) If I hold the dust pole reader right at my mouth, I blow like 120.
1: Is that right?
3: So it's like between a rock and roll concert and a jet
1: engine. I've seen some gigs actually that sound like a belch, to be honest with you. Your record is, well, they've got you officially at 104.75, but you think you can do about a 107.7?
3: I can hit around there.
1: Would it be fair for us to ask you to give us a demonstration? Sure. Okay, terrific. Do you have a glass of water handy? I
3: do.
1: Okay, I'll just turn the headphones down. (coughs) Jesus Christ! That's beautiful, man. (laughs) Have you ever done yourself an injury?
3: Yeah, I did. What did you do? I burped so much that I was bleeding.
1: But listen, Jody, it's a pleasure to talk to you, to speak to somebody that's actually made something of their lives.
3: Oh, thank you. You know, I'm so proud of it, too. So, the
1: nominations, let's just talk about a couple that we like. Best British group?
3: Uh, Blur, Coldplay,
5: Foles, One Direction, oh dear. and uh, Years and Years.
1: Years and Years, no. who are they?
5: No, I haven't heard of them either. We'll dig up something have, of theirs. Can, yeah. can we have a little blast of them just so we both know who they are? Use them. I will not
1: use them. There you go, Years oh, and Years. Okay,
5: Best British group, there you, go. there
1: you go. Who's up for the Best International Group?
5: Alabama Shakes, uh, Eagles of Death Metal, Major Laser, Tame Parlor, and U2, our very own Taming Parlor in there. Uh, it's a pretty impressive lineup, but I mean, against U2.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, I know, it's a strange lineup, isn't it? Major Laser, isn't that? Like, he's like, a, he's whoa, a dance dude. Put your hands yeah. in the air. You whoa, know, whoa, 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 see, I don't think he should win this award, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> the last thing kids need is someone with a microphone telling them to make some noise. Hey, Anita, how are you? What's up?
3: I'm good, how are you? All right. That's good. Well, I heard that lady burping before and I'm 26 years old. I don't need any water and I'm pretty sure I can burp better than her.
1: Really? Can you give it yes. to me now?
3: I have to work one up, so you'll have to give me a set.
1: Sure, of course. Now, don't forget she is a world champion.
3: I think I'm better.
1: Put your burp where your mouth is.
3: How's that?
1: Are you married?
3: No.
4: I can't understand why.
3: Like me either. It's my one great beauty.
4: He's coming to Australia on the Men of No Shame tour and he used to be in the Sex Pistols. Well, if you saw my Sex Pistol, you'd also know that I have no shame. In the Rubber Room, it's Glenn Matlock.
0: Is
1: that ugly, Phil? Is that Glenn Matlock, is the Uh, question. Yeah, it's Glenn Matlock, and if you're ugly, Phil, we're in business. How are you doing? Good to talk to you, mate. I can't wait to see this tour. You're going to be bringing some punk, some rockabilly, some glam. How does it work? Do you take it in turns to play songs from each other's eras, or do you throw it in the mix? Um,
0: well, it's all sort of part of the mix somehow. You know, the, the, the mix is within the material. Um, we've got lots and lots of songs to draw on between us all. And it, You know, whatever works is a fact. We don't know exactly what we're going to play yet. We, we're, I'm actually going to America this weekend. We've got a show over there and we're going to be rehearsing for that. So that's when we're going to
1: hammer out what we're going to do. Wow, okay. So how much rehearsal time do you think you're going to need? half an hour, should you imagine. imagine? Yeah, that'll do. That's about 20 songs, isn't it? <laughs> yeah.
0: No, you normally get yourself a coffee. You know, Slim be behind the drum kit. He's got the New York Times crossword guy. And how about doing that one? <laughs> yeah, that, Yeah, we can do that. But what about that one? Well, I'm not sure. But what about this one? Yeah, all right then. And anybody know what 20 across is?
1: <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> You'll do a and a session as well. I imagine over the years you've had some really interesting but also some bizarre questions that fans have asked you.
0: Well, yeah, but I, I don't normally do q and so this is a, a, a new one for me. I, I, as I said, I did the Edinburgh Festival about a year ago, and because what I do as well, I do like solo acoustic shows around the world, and I sort of pepper it with stories and questions in the audience, so, but that's normally part of the set.
1: So of all of the you know, songs that you've got, which is your favourite to play? I, I, I don't know
0: if you've seen it, but... For a laugh, we did a cover of Thorough Williams Happy. No, I haven't seen that. It's, it's on YouTube, Go Matlock and Matlock Phantom Sleep. And we did it, it's totally different than the original, but we did it because I had a uh, news headline this punk rock festival in, in Blackpool. I'll
1: give people the tour dates in a sec. I know you've been doing these all day, so I'll let you get back to some normalcy. You know what I'm going to play? One of your finest bit of anarchy. Oh, good man. Good to talk to you, mate. Thanks so much for your time. I'll see you when you get back here. Yeah, come and try home. I totally will. All thanks right. so much. Lovely to chat. Right, thanks so much. Do you know all the planets have aligned? And this is the first time it's happened in ages. What does it mean? Well, lucky the rubber room astronomer, Andrew, is on the phone to tell us what's going down. A good friend of mine follows the
4: stars. Venus and Mars are all right tonight.
1: So, Andrew, when was the last time this happened?
4: Yeah, the last time was about 2005 when we could see all of the planets, all of the naked-eye planets up in the sky at once.
1: So when you say naked-eye, you don't need a telescope to see them?
4: That's right. Yeah, that's the nice thing about this is you don't need a telescope to see it. You can just look up in the sky with your own eyes. No telescopes, no binoculars.
1: I've got the order right here. Mercury, then Venus, Mars, Jupiter, and then Saturn.
4: So that would be the order that they are in order from the sun. Right. But in the sky, when you get to see them, and we'll give it a few days from now, and then Mercury will be more easily visible, but the one that's closest to the horizon, on the eastern horizon, is Mercury, and above that is Venus, and then Saturn, and then Mars, so they've swapped, and then Jupiter is the last one in the line. So that's also out of order compared to how it is in line from distance from the sun.
1: And Pluto, which is often called the dwarf planet, which I think is a little unfair, and I think that really they should stop picking on it. Being so small, though, will we be able to see that as well?
4: Unfortunately not. It is actually there in the, yeah. in the first, up to the, about the first week or so of February and right. at the moment. It's in the same region of the sky where you'll see Mercury and Venus.
1: How are you going to know that you're looking at planets and not a star?
4: Oh, yeah, that's a very good question. Generally, they tend to be brighter than the stars. Planets are also said not to twinkle. Now, sometimes they do when they're very, very close to the horizon. They'll twinkle and and sparkle a bit like a diamond. But in general, the planets don't twinkle. And the other almost foolproof way of doing it, the planets move past the background stars. So the stars in the constellation, say Scorpius for instance, maintain yep. exactly the same pattern for millennia and millennia in a row, but the planets are moving quite rapidly past the other stars.
1: Best time to see all this
4: happening? Best time to see this is in the mornings at the moment, so I reckon about 5.15 to 5.30. Well,
1: that's that's when I'm getting Africa. up to go for my 15 mile run, so that's brilliant.
4: Perfect well, Excellent, you'll be nice and fit after that. That's you right, also exactly. have a very good view of the sky.
1: I read this in the paper today, apparently they've just discovered a new darker planet behind Pluto.
4: Yeah, now this is interesting, I've just been reading about that um, the planet itself hasn't been seen or detected yet, but its influence on other dwarf planets has been detected. So what they've done is they've looked at the dwarf planets we know about, they've looked at their orbits, and they've inferred that there's this other planet further out, which has been gravitationally affecting these known planets. Very interesting to discover it. If it turns out that there is this other planet, it's probably one of the biggest, um, biggest finds of, well, at least the last... 20, 30 years. Really?
1: Okay, and I just dismissed it as something, you know, like, not really that relevant.
4: Yeah, it'll be a big discovery.
1: We don't want Star Wars fans getting hold of this information because they'll start coining this as the dark star and, you know, proof that it actually is, in fact, real.
4: Yeah, there'll be all sorts of claims for this and all sorts of names for it as well. It doesn't <laughs> have a name yet. So I'm telling you, this is on. another sign of impending doom. That's how I'm looking at it.
1: <laughs> Great to talk to you, Andrew. Andrew, the Rubber Room Triple M uh, astronomer there. Gee, this is a smart show, this... This is a highbrow radio program, this is. We're like Radio National. Except, you know, Radio National doesn't play Green Day. You may
5: find this a bit disturbing. He helped me. Go!
0: No! The Rubber Room.